Welcome back to Mind and Machine Africa, unlocking the potential of AI in Africa. Today's conversation focuses on art and artificial intelligence. Um, our special guest today is Modoni, or as she's known in the art space, Skumawiki, who also moonlights as an advocate. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, thanks, um, Michael. I'm so happy to be here today. I've been really looking forward to this because I think these are like really interesting conversations we should be having. Um, as you mentioned, I'm Mudoni. Um, I also go by the alias Skumawiki in the art space. Um, I'm a traditional artist, which means I just, you know, do paintings using oil paint. Um, I also work as an advocate at the firm of Triple OK Law. Um, and I mostly focus on, amongst other things, IP or intellectual property litigation. So, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. What's a traditional artist? I think let's define things right, for people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, traditional art is just art. When the first thing that comes to mind when mm -hmm. you think about what art is is someone just sitting down, like with a piece of paper or a canvas or something, or a block of clay or a piece of wood um, and then just using traditional tools and processes to create something out of it right so in my case i use a canvas and a paintbrush and oil paints um i know you're an artist as well and i know you do I like try. <laughs> <laughs> I, try. Yeah. I know you do um, um drawings using yeah. pencil sometimes pen stuff like that yeah um there are people who create pottery ceramics those are ceramic artists the sculptors who use stone or wood carvings you know etc so that's art as we understand it um in the traditional sense um but historically the definition of art has really evolved um and i think there's an author who i'm, I'm forgetting the name but he sort of defines um, art using three elements, yeah. <clears throat> which is the functional bit, the procedural, the procedural bit, and the historical bit. So functional basically means that art is just supposed to um, do a certain function, which a lot of the time is aesthetic, like it's supposed to serve an aesthetic purpose. So if you create something that's like aesthetic, it could be defined as art. Um, when it comes to the historical aspect, it looks upon what have we previously perceived art to be and is the thing you're making now in comparison to the things we've seen previously, does it fall within, you know, does it compare? Then that's another aspect of it. And then the last one is a procedural bit, which means um, there are certain societal procedures which must be undergone for something to be considered as art. So for example, you must create the thing, it must be viewed by people if it's sold and appreciated as an artistic piece, even better. So there's a huge array of things that can be perceived as art. A lot of the times it's very subjective, but I think that if it falls within like the three um, critical elements, I think, you know, it could be perceived as art. The banana on the wall, the silhouette, <laughs> is that art? <laughs> See, that's a great question because, um, well, if you ask me personally, yeah. me and abstract, art have, mm. we have a long-standing beef. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the greatest examples of how art can be so subjective. Yeah. Because if you look at the historical bit, um, it doesn't really fall within what we have previously perceived as art, you know. Um, does it serve an aesthetic purpose? Um, I don't know, <laughs> you know, that's not, up to- Not, not the banana, <laughs> that's, obviously. <laughs> that's up to, <laughs> that's up to um, mm. the audience to decide, you know. Yeah. But then if you look at the 
procedural aspect of it. It's someone created it. Yeah. Um, people from the society were able to view it. And then finally, someone was able to purchase it for yeah. like a huge amount, amount of money. So you see, if something falls within the three ambits that I described earlier, yeah. it seems as if, you know, sort of the art society can be like, meh, you know, kind of, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, which even brings me now to like the conversation we're having today is yeah. AI art, even art um, to begin with. It's created. Yeah. There's what, no what human do you agent. Think? <laughs> I think it's art because I don't like that it's art, but it is art because well, it's created. Mm -hmm. It attracts an audience mm -hmm. and we can assign value to it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Mm. Um, and I think I, I agree. I think it is art, you know, just because not only because it falls within the three ambits, but I think a lot of the time AI art is very aesthetic. You know, people have been able to come up with or let me not use the word people. Mm -hmm. Let me say the, the algorithms mm -hmm. have, been able to, <laughs> have been able to come up with really interesting aesthetic, you know, pieces of work. Yeah. Um, and I think just before we go on, maybe we can even just talk about how it is AI or how it is we're able to come up with art using AI. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, of course, it's the, the RNN, RNN, those models which mm -hmm. are used to to help AI learn how to draw. Yeah. There's this example that I listened to and they were saying AI that does art mm -hmm. basically is someone visiting a museum mm -hmm. and it walks around the museum and it sees that's red, that's blue, that's a heart, that's a head, that's a hand, that's the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it picks up all that information and it sees it in different styles and formats. And then it goes and sits down and then you ask it to imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I find it so weird when we're asking, when you're, when you're prompting something like mid-journey and you have to yeah. write, imagine. I'm like, mm, it's not imagining. <laughs> like, I feel like, I don't know why they used that word yeah. for its prompt, but mm -hmm. I feel it then... It's it's creative, yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's imagining. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good, you know, question, you know, because the concept of AI art itself is very recent. Yeah. I mean, I know scientists were experimenting with the whole notion of AI as late, as early as 1990s. But um, even back then, when they were trying to sort of see how AI could come up with art or art artistic features, um, it was very limited. So I think in the 1990s, it was only able to like recognize handwritten things. Um, and then the, the, the human being would have to be very involved in the creative process. Yeah. But um, it's only as recently as 2015, where AI has been able to like autonomously generate pieces of work. So I do understand it's a really new notion for many people, including myself. Um, and I think that's why it's gotten this like big bad wolf. Um. Does it demotivate <laughs> you? Like when, you know, you spend, okay, what's the longest time you spent on a piece? Um, like a huge amount of time, like maybe even a week uh, on the same piece, mm, like yeah. day and night. Yeah, mm. just like on the same thing, just mm. going at it. Like, yeah, definitely like a week, a few days, maybe six mm. days, seven days. So you're looking upwards of 200 hours plus yeah, of work. Yeah, 100%. And then things generated in seconds. Mm -hmm. it, it, it Does it demotivate you? <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> or you're like, it's that's, not, a, that's not my style of that's art. That's a loaded <laughs> question because, okay, 
<clears throat> just from what you were saying, yeah. the thing is that how the algorithms, algorithms um, generate their creations yeah. is that they look into different sources yeah. depending on how they've been trained. Yeah. So they'll look through a, a full, like a huge scope of like images, you know, they'll go through like different sources on the internet and then finally come up with a final yeah. um, image. And then if you don't like the image, you can ask it to like regenerate yeah. um, and so on. So for me as a traditional artist, yeah, it's mm. scary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's an episode which you had um, um, Catherine and Janet, yeah. um, two amazing ladies. Um, and I think you guys were talking about whether um, AI would be rendering their jobs obsolete. Yeah. And I think that's a huge question as well yeah. when it comes to like the art community where it's like, will there be any point of having artists in the future? If I could just feed a prompt into an AI generator, you know, I could just go to open AI or mid journey or starry AI, which now even converts your AI to an NFT immediately for mm. you. So, I mean, it feels like the possibilities are endless and you know, you definitely have the question of, will I be <laughs> relevant? Would you feel better if the AI generates the image, mm -hmm. doesn't show you the image, yeah. then has an age through agency, through a robotic arm, mm. <laughs> painstakingly mm. does the work and actually creates creates the creates your art for for you in in our exist in our three D existence as opposed to a digital piece of art. I don't know, because that still takes away part of the process, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean it's not the same as me sitting down with a pencil and a paper and you know starting the whole process from scratch and actually having to imagine or even um, me myself replicating an image from somewhere and starting from scratch and you know if you think about art it takes a lot of practice and skill yeah um to even get to a point where you're fairly decent you know like anything else yeah like anything I else <laughs> i haven't touched i haven't like i you you paint a lot yeah i, I mostly pencil and charcoal mm. i try to get into paint yeah I don't know if it's, you know, everything is a learning curve. I was like, right. ah, okay, no, mm. you draw, you're like, it's not that good. It's not yeah. that good. Yeah. But then actually as, with time, you get better. Yeah. A hundred percent. And now this AI doesn't need that time. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know they are trained, but yeah. it's, not, it's definitely not like the human process yeah. where I'm taking hours and hours, you know, like the 10,000 hour rule yeah. where they say it takes 10,000 hours to, to, be, to be perfect at yeah. something. You know, AI, has, they don't do that. It's just yeah. an algorithm. And then it just depends on how you train it. Um, and I think there's a new, there's that new concept where they're using AIs to train other AIs. Yeah. So it's like, I think they're calling it like the police and the forger. Um, using two, thing. two, so you have a, the adversarial networks, yes. which one does A, B validates what mm -hmm. A is doing. Mm -hmm. So you have one AI training the other AI. So you yes. have a parent AI and a child AI. And yeah, that amazing. makes training move a lot faster yeah. because the parent AI can even create synthetic yeah. Uh, data for training because mm -hmm. you could exhaust all the publicly known pieces of art, mm -hmm. but the model seems to be trained. You mm -hmm. have another model, mm -hmm. just spin up. I don't call it hallucinations, but yeah. spin up ideas of images, yeah. and then this other one learn from it. I mean, yeah, you definitely put that better than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, generally, I think you do mm. a lot of a lot more about AI than I do. But I think, yeah, just mm. that's generally like the the thing about it yeah. that the training aspect is much faster than the human components of mm. it. Um, and so, exactly, it's like the big question of what does this mean for traditional artists? And I think for me, I'm trying to be very open minded mm. about the 
emergence of AI in the art space. Because <clears throat> if you think about it, traditionally, um, or rather historically, there have been other components of art which have introduced themselves into our world, which are different from what we knew before. Um, for example, like a really long time ago, if you think about the, the Renaissance period, it mm. was all about like oil paint. And mm. if you wanted a picture of yourself, you'd have to like sit here the mm. way we're seated. And then an artist would have to be there for like five days, yeah. just painting you painstakingly, you know, etc. And then in comes the, the, the development of photography. Yeah. And then suddenly artists are like, oh my God, what does this mean for yeah. us? If you can just take a picture and it's literally exactly what I'm seeing, yeah. what does this mean for artists? And then, so finally we accept photography. We're like, oh, it's fine. There's still yeah. a need for traditional artists. It's okay. And then in comes now digital art yeah. where people are able to use like Adobe and other illustrators to come up with like digital art. <laughs> the pain, the pain. <laughs> right? <laughs> And once again, there's another outcry mm. where artists are like, oh my God, what does this mean for us? Yeah. But then, you know, as we move along, we find that there's space for everyone to sort of coexist, yeah. you know? And I think it's the same thing with AI and AI-generated art, where right now, like I mentioned before, it's like being seen as like this big bad wolf. We don't mm. understand it. We don't like it. Mm. You know, it's going to take away our jobs. <laughs> but I think... Um, we have to be a bit pragmatic and progressive in how we think and yeah. just sort of try to like visualize um, what does this mean for us, you know. Um, I do think there are some positives mm -hmm. that could come with the use of AI and art. Um, a good example is for someone like me, when I'm doing my painting process, a lot of the time I don't have a live subject with me. So I yeah. usually rely on pictures. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you just go on Google and just, you know, let's say... Um, give me a painting, a, a picture of an African boy, mm. and then I'll use that as a reference for my image. Um, sometimes this could open us up to copyright infringement claims because that picture comes from someone else. Mm. Um, and so therefore, you're sort of like using someone else's property. Yeah, to so come it, was up with, it mid-journey or yeah. Dali too mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. had to pay, they had to get into an agreement with uh, Getty Images because yeah. you are, I think it was mid-journey. Mm -hmm. You make... You prompt me journey mm. for an image mm. and you see the Getty Images logo yeah. distorted. Yes. And so like they were taking their images, which they actually sell those images. Mm -hmm. They have commercial rights yeah. to those images. Yeah. And because they are, you can view them for free on the internet, mm. it learned off that. Yeah. And then of course they became a whole I don't know how I don't know if that court case ended. Yeah. Last I heard there was an agreement on how they'll train mm -hmm, like a settlement a settlement for mm -hmm. me journey five yeah. yeah so the thing is now for artists because the whole issue of copyright and ai is such a murky subject which yeah. i will speak on later yeah. but um if you prompt an ai let's say i just want a vague image of like an arm if i just go to like open source and mm. i'm just like to open ai and i'm just like please give me an image of this and this yeah. the issue of ownership is very unclear so it sort of gives me um peace of mind to use that image because it's not very clear as to who owns ownership. And then even then, when it comes to any copyright claims, they would go to the distributors, which is the guys who own the algorithm yeah. and not me, <clears throat> not me as an artist, you know. That's sad. <laughs> no, it's sad for them. It's great for me. It's good for you because yeah. you can produce art. Well, it's helping us imagine. And yeah. I don't know if... Uh, when you when you paint faces, maybe mm. pulling away from AI just for a moment. When mm -hmm. you paint faces, mm. you realize 
we're not imagining these faces. Yeah. It's a collection of mm-hmm. images that, that we've seen. seen. Yeah. So essentially, isn't that the same thing AI is doing yes. when you try to generate seen images? Yeah. So where we upset that AI is doing the same thing we're doing. Mm. Like, I, we, I like the way you started with the f- painting, the photography. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I, I used to love this tool, uh, Corel. Yeah. Corel photo paint, Corel draw. I used to love them. Mm-hmm. I would make digital art. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. Then I was like, okay, more back into me actually in the process of drawing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think 2018, there was a competition that was a very vague art competition. Mm-hmm. And they said, there are three objects that must be in your, in your art piece mm-hmm. for it to be considered mm-hmm. a flower. Mm-hmm. A butterfly mm-hmm. and a skull. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, I spent time drawing that. Mm-hmm. I worked so hard. Yeah. So I drew a skull that the eyes are the wings of the butterfly, the mm-hmm. nostrils of the body, mm-hmm. and the lower jaw was a flower. Mm-hmm. I was like, perfect. When I saw the submissions <laughs> yeah. on the Coral forums, uh-huh. I was like, why did I? Why, who, who, who does this? As in, <laughs> people had used these tools, Corel, Photo Paint, right. Photoshop, and yeah. they had beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. And I killed my self-esteem for a while. I yeah. was like... It feels like they have a cheat code. Yeah. Almost. But I don't know. Do you... Do you when you look at AI art, yeah. do you feel it has that, that same feeling when you look at your art piece or someone else's art piece? Mm. Or do you just feel like, oh, this is just an image? Okay. For me... Personally, I do have my feelings against yeah. even digital mm. art itself. I'm still mm. coming to terms with it. It's that, <laughs> <laughs> it's that I'm trying to be like really yeah. realistic and progressive in the way I think. Um, the thing is, I think because it's so recent, um, AI generated art still has its flaws. But the thing is, as they continue to train the algorithms and so on, it gets better and better. Even if you look at the images starting from 2015 and look at the ones which are coming up now, you can see like there's a vast difference. And there's that aspect also of being able to like regenerate until you get um, something you're happy with. I think the issue for me is that even now we've had instances of people actually winning art competitions using AI art. Like I think um, you sent me an article about oh, yeah. yeah the 2023 Sony yeah. photography awards yeah. where someone used an AI code to mm. come up with a photograph yeah. which then ended up um, winning an award which mm. is like you know what are we doing now and then um, there's even like I think in 2020 was it 2022 in the Colorado State Art Fair yeah. there's a guy called Jason Allen who mm. won an award for so it's supposed to be for digital artists yeah but his his artwork was completely ai generated and he won the award which is about 300 300 i think or something mm. and um there was a huge outcry because is first of all is ai art you know there's a distinction mm. between ai art and digital art yeah and the second thing is should we be categorizing these pieces of artwork in the same breath as traditional art you know and I think for me, it all comes down to the amount of artistic control, which the human, the human component, which is me, the person who feeds in the prompt, yeah. how much control really do I have over the outcome? 
of the final piece of work. And I think now that determines how we'll be able to categorize these pieces of work um, in the future. I think the general consensus is that it's pretty unpredictable yeah. what you're going to get. Um, and I think even in 20, was it 2015, um, this, I think there's a computer scientist called Alex Mordinstev uh -huh. from Google who wanted to like really figure out how much control do we have when it comes to the outcome? You know, yeah. what really goes on when the AI algorithm is like, coming up, up the images. Yeah. yeah and there's even something you you keep this a, a running theme that you know in the podcast that you've been mentioning is the black box yeah or the neural neural networks yeah. you know which are pretty unknown right now like yeah. what really happens like the, when those millions of micro decisions right? you can't interrogate all of them you can't see yeah, them yeah you can't see them yeah. so i think um so alex tried to interrupt the yeah. ai process so like let's mm. say he fed in a prompt of like give me a photograph of a mm donkey riding a bicycle mm. and then when it's running through it he stopped it halfway yeah then he tried to like come up then he said um show me an image of what you see yeah. now to the ai so the ai produced an image of yeah. where it had reached and it was like billions of images like and it's not just of a bicycle mm. and a donkey it's like you'll see like a bucket here a cup there a plate there you know yeah. so it's like the ai goes into everything it knows yeah. to come up finally with this one image and yeah. it's like if you zoom into that image it's, it's like endless, it's like infinite. Mm. Like you see an eye and then you, when you zoom in again, you like see mm. a different image and so on. So it's like the outcome that, that you get is yeah. not really up to your control, you know? Yeah. And actually recently the, and I'm sorry that I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, go on. <laughs> and actually the, the US Copyright Office recently, yeah. you know, held the same, you know, the same, the same, um, the same standpoint that I'm having right now, that um, there's a guy who tried to publish or rather who published um, a graphic novel mm -hmm. and he wanted, and some of the images that he, actually all the images were AI generated, yeah. but then he came up with the story himself. Yeah. So when he went to try and get it um, protected by the US Copyright Office, the US Copyright Office um, upheld that the parts of the story which he came up with himself like the plot and the mm. words were copyright protectable but they say that the ai generated images are not copyright protectable and it's because as the person who gets the final outcome you have very limited control yeah. over what you get at the end i'm surprised i would like i'd like to know probably which tool he used because i think um the ai tools and mm -hmm. you mentioned prompts and i just realized I was one time struggling as an image I had in yeah. mind yeah. for a tattoo design. Mm. And I was trying, I wanted it, I was trying to prompt the AI tool. And mm -hmm. it kept telling me guidelines. Mm -hmm. your, your, your prompt is in breach of the community guidelines because mm -hmm. it will not draw blood. Mm. It will not draw. Uh, it was someone, it was like, it was a zombie stitched back together mm -hmm. and some limbs hanging around. Wait, what did you put in in the what? What is this you are asking for? I asked. It, I asked. I wanted. I have. I had done a drawing of yeah. Medusa. Okay. But her lips were sewn shut. Mm. She didn't have the 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 black part of the eyes. So it was all yeah. white. Mm -hmm. All the snakes on her head were the the hair was snakes, of course. Mm -hmm. But the snake heads were they had their eyes removed. Wow. There was a moon in the background. Super that's, cheerful. Yeah, very cheerful. <laughs> very colorful. I've. I've I've been drawing this image repeatedly right. for several years because mm -hmm. I do want it as a tattoo at some point. Mm. And I was like, it's an opportunity to see what AI, if the AI mm -hmm. can design it better than me. Mm. And it said, um, there's a guideline which 
I'm, I'm breaking some community guidelines. Oh, so it, it refused to generate that for me. Right. And now that means, is AI art limited mm-hmm. because of these community guidelines? Because when the people who draw explicit content, people yeah. who draw graphic content, yeah. uh, the AI might not want to, to draw works of art that depict slavery or torture, even if yeah. they... Even if you're trying to convey a message through mm-hmm. these images, mm-hmm. images of wounds, injuries, yeah. you're de- decrypting, you're depicting a war, mm-hmm. a, a scene where a war had taken place, mm-hmm. the eye is like, no. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's... It's, that's limiting. It's limiting. Of, it's unfair. Yeah. It's not nice. I mean, it, and I think, you know, it even brings me back to the conversation you had in a few episodes back about policy and yeah. AI. Um you know, I think what these algorithms do, they're just like an extension of our freedom of expression, mm-hmm. which a lot of the times is limited, especially when you're on websites which want to conform or which want to abide by, you know, guidelines issued from country to country, depending mm-hmm. on what those are. And you'll see, for example, even things like if you post your own cover yeah. of a song, that's still regulated. And mm-hmm. as much as it's your own expression and you're like, there's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. you know. It depends on what forum you post it on. Um, a lot of the times you'll find maybe that it's taken down or they want to to make you conform in a certain way. So I think it depends where you, where you or rather what, um, well, let me say what platform you use. Because I, I, do, I don't know how many right now have any community guidelines. I know a few of them do. But I think, I, like with anything else in life, I am so sure there'll be some which are just like, it's a free for all, yeah. you know. Like, I'd, I would appreciate AI a bit more if mm-hmm. it was a free for all. Because mm-hmm. I tend to draw uh, very gothic mm. images most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I started this tendency where if I'm doing someone's portrait, mm. I stop somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. I get rid of the sample image. Mm. And the rest I decide, oh, well, you don't really need the rest of your hair. <laughs> let's put some brains in there right. <laughs> or let's, let's add us like just anything to make it look gothic yeah so i can't do that with these ai tools mm-hmm. i would want to mm-hmm. but then i feel like oh that's if they can if the ai tools want to do that yeah and i can do it yeah i also feel s- sort of protected yeah like there are things we won't it's allow limited. yeah we won't allow the ai art tools to do mm-hmm. that i can do yeah. And I feel safe about that. Mm-hmm. And then also makes me feel like, ah, well, if someone needs a piece from me, mm-hmm. they they would They'll have come to come to, to me because the AI tool can't yeah. make that particular piece. Yeah. So it almost feels like there's a value that traditional artists still can yeah. contribute to their community, yeah. which AI codes um, cannot, which uh, I think is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But then that also now brings up the scary bit of, there's a lot of art mm. in Africa. Yeah huge yes and there's even more of it sitting in museums which are not in africa sadly mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's that's another hot mm, side hot eye topic. the yeah. british museum yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking the models when when when, when i ask and i put up prompts like yeah. in mid journey mm. i feel like the art style mm. does not have a representation of Absolutely. an African art style. Mm-hmm. Even if I want it to draw for me, mm-hmm. draw for me a Kenyan doing X, Y, Z, or show me a Kenyan if they lived on Mars. Mm. The things I get, I'm like, 
sorry to say, but it just feels so Western. Yeah. Can I say it feels white? White, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there's, of course, yeah, the data it's been trained on. There's a lot of African art that's not been used to train these models. Yeah. I wouldn't mind these models could could help recreate some of our mm. help reimagine mm -hmm. a lot of the lost art yeah that we've lost through colonialisms and mm -hmm. wars and all mm -hmm. those things mm -hmm. but when it's going to reimagine them we reimagine them in a van gogh style and like mm -hmm. i maybe we never that yeah. was not a style we appreciated that's not our style yeah. yeah that's and that i think that even brings you know it brings up a whole other conversation on biases in AI and so on, because at the end of the day, these this algorithms are created by people. And if they're created by white people, they're going to have certain connotations yeah. and certain, you know, things that are missing, which includes like the African representation and not just African, but other, you know, like smaller, smaller communities, yeah. like small Asian communities and um, indigenous tribes and certain, yeah. and certain things like that, which is why I really think that, um, Number one, as Africans, we also really need to get involved in the in the conversations. We need to like really take up some of these spaces. Um, but other than that, I think even in the art community, there's been a huge underrepresentation of African art and yeah. African traditional intellectual property is still underdeveloped, under you know undermanaged. Um, it's still not very often to even see um, African art on a scale that we see Western art, yeah. you know, the influence of African art is still under underappreciated, yeah. um, even if it literally informed certain artistic movements, like the Cubist movement. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking at you, Pablo Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, there's still a huge um, underrepresentation and under um, appreciation of African art. And it shows mm. even in the development of AI yeah. and AI art. But for me, I low-key see this as a good thing mm -hmm. Because one of the one of the huge um, outcries against AI art is the mm. fact that um, the actual creators of the images which are going into the final product are not being they are not being compensated. Yeah. They're not even you know being uh, what's it called? You know they're not giving the permission or mm. license. Um, they're not getting any revenue from the final product. And actually, even there's a group of artists in the US right now who are suing OpenAI for mm. the very same reason that. Um, you look at a final image, you're like, wait, that's mine. Like, yeah. I feel like I drew that hand somewhere. Yeah. But it's coming up in another Someone's. creation altogether. No one bothered to to ask you or ask for your permission or give you any sort of kickbacks from the from the proceeds. Mm. Um, and so I feel like uh, because African art is not being represented, mm. it means it's also not being ex exploited. So you it's know. been protected. So I feel like not being protected, just oh, not being exploited. Oh. <laughs> so it's sort of like a double-edged, you know, oh. like a double-edged sword. So we are, we are sort of lucky in the fact that we get to keep our art for ourselves. Mm. But then, again, because it's double-edged, we'll also yeah. lose the more air art, mm -hmm. even as Africans, we now start to embrace, Yeah. the more we lose our existing art styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And we lose our influence. It, it is and true. Culture. It yeah. is true because even there's so many AI like algorithms which help to revive some of the old artistic methods. Like I know mm. Starry AI even makes you choose 
which whose style you want to copy from. And it has yeah. like various categories like Vango, Banksy, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So if we had a category like that for an African artist, like if you have a category like for Patrick Mukabi mm. or say Nwadu or something like that, Oskuma it would Wiki. really help. Or <laughs> <laughs> it would really help even like with the appreciation yeah. and the knowledge of African art and African art styles. So it seems we're both losing out, but then also we are sort of not, I, I don't know. I think it's open to interpretation how you look mm. at things. Yeah. Interesting. No, I guess feel safe-ish for now. Yeah. Maybe. Kind of. Yeah, I'd feel safe. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you, when you mentioned the hand thing and open, and this case to open AI. Yeah. There's this thing where whenever you ask AI to draw art, mm. to draw people, yeah. the easiest way to know that is AI generated is mm. the hands. Mm. <laughs> it always gets the hands wrong. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it's because, and I think it goes down to what you are saying, how you took time to practice. Because mm. AI is seeing hands in different positions mm. as an image. Yeah. We see hands as objects that change form, shape. Mm -hmm. There's a way you hold a glass. There's a way you yeah. would hold a ball. There's a way you'd hold a baby. Mm -hmm. Your hand changes. Yeah. This, if AI was trained on images where the hand was always closed. So mm -hmm. you ask it to do, you ask AI to draw something with its, that has hands in it, mm -hmm. it fails. Yeah. And I think that the fact that it's struggling with that, I know when Midjani version five came out, they were like, it's gotten better at hands. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. Because <laughs> that was one way of saying this is AI art. So right. if you need to spot a deep fake, yeah. that would be one way to spot a deep fake. Yeah. And also it was like another thing which belongs to us artists mm -hmm. is AI does not understand hands. It knows yeah. hands are an extension of the human body. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Yeah. It doesn't know well all the shapes mm -hmm. and symbols and signs we can create with our hands, how mm -hmm. we'll hold things. Yeah. It doesn't know it'll it'll, it'll sort of like mess up. It'll mess up, give you yeah. six fingers mm -hmm. or turn your hand right the other way around you're like wow that's painful and you <laughs> and you know what's actually so funny is that i think this proves even more that mm. you know algorithms are really really just an ex, ex, an extension of the human expression yeah. because there's a running joke in the art community that hands and feet are like the hardest to to draw and paint mm -hmm. like apparently they're so tough like people really struggle you know because sometimes you, you make struggle them, with them I mean, not really, mm. but to be fair, I, I've been doing human figures yeah. for as long as I can remember. Yeah. But it is something you have to keep, like you have, you to, have practice to practice them in the different positions. Yeah. They have like veins. Um, and then people's hands look different. Like a farmer's hands are going to look different mm -hmm. from yeah. my hands, you know. Um, and so the fact that even AI is failing is like, yeah. ha you know, like. <laughs> I think I, I tried, we worked on a piece with my brother together. Yeah. We were drawing an elderly couple holding hands. Mm. So just their hands sort of like, intertwined this, hmm. it's an unfinished piece that's mm -hmm. maybe eight to ten years old now oh wow it is just painstaking <laughs> but I, I i'm actually surprised people say hands but i i guess it's how much you practice because mm. i don't feel hands are difficult mm -hmm. and fit mm -hmm. clothing oh, oh yeah clothing the folds, is a nice the folds and the yeah and then even the i have different... to read a book Oh yeah. About it on how to draw clothes. And like how to do the different fabrics. Yeah. Like how it, you draw velvet will be different from how you do silk or satin. Yeah. I, I feel like I have a few pieces with me where mm -hmm. I, it's when I was learning how to do clothing. Yeah. It looks bad. 
<laughs> don't say that uh, okay compared to now <laughs> mm. it's I, I it's like when you're drawing it, i would think clothing needs to look rough mm-hmm. so the type of like i'd use charcoal mm. then when i'm doing clothing i'd use a metallic pencils yeah to so that it, it looks mm. like it's also popping out of the image mm. and it looks rough because you draw the skin very smooth yeah and then you can't have the clothing also looking the same looking the same yeah so it looks so, like they're wearing yeah. skin yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that would help my gothic art yeah. i never thought of that <laughs> so i mean yeah so it's just the same thing we were saying about how the human element sometimes is visible because at the end of the day people who create these algorithms are human beings so the same things we find challenges with it's so funny and interesting to yeah. see ai you know struggling, struggling with mm. the same and it's almost comforting you know because yeah. you're like oh, we're all not that smart you're yet. not that smart yeah yet. <laughs> the, the robots are not taking over yet yeah give it a few years yeah um but then also now that still brings me back to another rising issue yeah. which is the issue of ownership yeah. so if i feed in a prompt to an algorithm and i just say hi you know, open AI, please um, generate an image of a guy sitting on a chair. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm goes into different sources, maybe on the internet, looks at people's, other people's work, mm-hmm. you know, comes up with an image. Um, so the question is, can I now go ahead and call that um, my artwork? You know, who is the true owner? Is it the people who, or rather the images which the AI used to source you know the final product from is it the guy who came up with the algorithm is it ai itself can artificial intelligence even have ownership of certain works or is it me the person who you know fed the prompt it should be me who fed the prompt i 100% disagree why <laughs> because i just feel like like we mentioned before yeah. the issue of i have no control yeah. over what comes to me okay so how can i then purport to have ownership over this same you know same thing yeah. at the same time ai not being a human being or being an it's not an entity it's not a legal person does not have any rights of ownership so it can't claim ownership over that same thing which now just leaves the two two the two um um stakeholders behind which mm-hmm. is the people who came up with the algorithm and the individual the owners of the images which the ai used to come up with the final image yeah. so the thing is the people who create the algorithm have ownership of the over the algorithm itself yeah. and source codes are usually copyright protected um but then now when it comes to the sources themselves so for example i do a painting you do a painting then one mm. day we see an ai generated work that has our our different you know paintings there do we have a claim you know and as of now the we still don't have any juris I know you hate jurisprudence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any decided cases or jurisprudence on this. Um but what I see happening is like mm. a hybrid um system. <clears throat> and an example of this is when YouTube was coming about mm. um there were different entities who owned copyrights to certain music who sued YouTube yeah. for allowing people to post their music without having licenses so people like Sony Entertainment and other people sued YouTube um and what ended up happening just to be progressive and to be pragmatic they came up with a settlement agreement where um they had like a code or algorithm which was able to identify sounds which had copyright protected music which was owned by Sony so anytime you upload a video with those sounds and it's identified it means that Sony Entertainment will get some of the ad revenue 
from that video, oh. which is what I see happening um, in the future with AI and AI-generated art. So if one day um, I see a piece of generated art with my artwork on it, yeah. um, maybe there'll be some sort of identifier which can pick up that, oh, actually this was sourced from SkumaWiki, and then I'm able to get, you know, part of the proceeds. Because right now, AI art is looking like a really viable venture. In fact, there's a piece of art in 2018 that was sold for over $400,000. Mm. And you can imagine if the people who whose work was used to generate that work were able to get some revenue from that, I feel like that would be super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you said something and then I was like, I'm going to hit you with that. Then <laughs> you went and fixed it. I don't know if you fixed it or like you went and... Like when you finished your thought, I was like, "Ah, right. man." So okay. What's so that? I was thinking because mm. I was uh, my idea was why I think the person with the prompt deserves mm-hmm. the ownership mm. was based off of when you draw a portrait. Mm-hmm. Humans, we we can't imagine mm-hmm. what we've not seen or experienced. Yeah. So we sort of like oh, we do what the air is doing. We we lamp up. I'll be, I'll take your nose. Mm-hmm. I'll take his eyes. Mm-hmm. I'll take someone else's hair mm-hmm. and then I'll draw this fictional character for my art piece. Right. Should those people, mm-hmm. someone sits and you're like, that kind of looks like my eye on the mm-hmm. left. <laughs> do they deserve ownership? Because <laughs> yeah. I ha- like, do, they, don't, they don't deserve the, they don't have ownership. Yeah. Um, and that's the traditional art mm-hmm. in our physical world. Mm-hmm. If they don't get it mm-hmm. in this physical world, mm-hmm. Why should they Why get, should it get it in the digital space? Mm, I, I totally understand your your line of thinking. Because yeah. it actually happens a lot where even me right now, there's always the same fear yeah. where I can be able to just look at an image and then I just draw a random person. Yeah. So the question is that if that random person has no rights to my to my painting right now, yeah. why would I purport to have the same sort of rights when it comes to an AI-generated work? Yeah. And I think the simple answer is that actually they do. Mm-hmm. So... Um, there's different layers to it. Mm-hmm. So if I use a photograph, there's two, there's other people who are still, you know, there's still some connotations in that photograph. There's yeah. a person who took the photo and there's a person who's been photographed. Who's being photographed. Yeah. So a lot of the times um, you'll find that the person who's being photographed has given their consent to be photographed, you know, and then, so now it just remains with the photographer who has the rights to that image. However, there are instances where I don't give my consent. Let's say I was just walking in the mall, someone took my photograph and then now you're using my my photo as a mm. painting, I do still have, I can sue you yeah. and be like, hi, I didn't give you the permission to use that photograph. So I can either tell you to take down the photo or sorry, take down the painting or I can ask for some revenue coming from the painting. Can process. you ask for all the revenue? Um, you be like, it's, that's me, yeah. my likeness. Yeah. Everything, you, all the money you made from that belongs <laughs> to me. You can, you can, I mean, you can, you can do try, it. you can try, oh. but <laughs> I think historically courts have held that mm. yes, you do have a right to your image. You have mm. a right to, your control over your mm. likeness. Yeah. But a lot of the time, they look at the effort that went into actually oh, generating revenue yeah. from that image and likeness. So for example, I put in the work, I took a photo of you, meaning I have a right to some revenue, but okay. then you'll definitely get something um, in return. Oh. Totally depends on the circumstances of the case. You know, there are times where you, um, the person who's infringed on your likeness would be asked to give you all the revenue. Um, it's a bit rare, yeah. but it's possible. And oh. so the, the same thing will happen when it comes to talking about... Um, the rights of ownership when it comes to AI-generated art, there's layers to it. Um, and I think the sooner we're able to figure it out, the better. Start moving forward, everyone is clear on mm. what the position is. Um, 
which is why it's so sad. I think you were you were mentioning this in your conversation with Janet and Catherine, mm. and even everything I've said today is just coming mm. from the, the US, the US, the US. Yeah. You know, so, so. <laughs> it's like the trend comes from Western countries to yeah. first decide what they want to do, and then as Africans, we're like, oh yeah, okay, now that they've said this, this is what's gonna apply to us. Yeah. Um, I think it would be much better if we could come up with our own nuanced um, way of doing things. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's like wishful thinking. But I mean, you know, no, if there are any we, legislators we, and policy makers who are listening to this podcast, please, let's get on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of art as, art's quite actually, it's very powerful. And yeah. it can, you can use it to show the future. You can use it to show the state of time, that mm-hmm. the current state we're living in. Yeah, and I'm thinking of that power that art had. Like, for example, during the Renaissance period, mm-hmm. whenever we had changes in how people drew, mm. and they were always influenced by some change in culture. Mm. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> think I, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm worried that AI won't have that same capability. Mm. Why do you say so? We assume all artists stop drawing today. Mm. Let AI continue drawing forever mm-hmm. can you come up with a new art form can you come up with an art form that mm-hmm. speaks to our current cultural struggles to where we envision in our world where mm-hmm. our world is mm-hmm. i don't think it can come up with those kind of pieces mm-hmm. it can use pre-existing pieces mm-hmm. that symbolized either great success or times of great difficulty mm-hmm. but i don't think ai will be like you know what we need now <laughs> Triangle, triangles, 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 right. triangles. Everything should be built in. No, cubism is dead. Let's just do triangles. Yeah. Let's do 2D images, flat mm-hmm. images. Mm-hmm. Because we are, humans are tired of the 3D world. Yeah. I don't think it would be able to know that, yeah. to capture that, mm-hmm. and then feed that out. Because that's mm-hmm. something you have to be experiencing in the world. Yes. I think you need some form of agency for that. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think... You know, the thing is, I think AI by itself does not, it doesn't, it can't generate anything out of nothing. Yeah. It has to be prompted by someone. Until you have autonomous AI. And okay, Michael, maybe don't stress me out. (laughs) 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 But basically, as it is now, Mm -hmm. um, I think it could reflect, you know, current contemporary or contemporary Mm. times based on what it's fed. So right now, maybe if you see someone saying, you know, please generate an image of KFC. 3,000 years from now, someone be like, oh yeah, okay, during that time there was KFC because this is what someone fed into it and this is what, you know, it came out with. Um, or I know there's, there's someone who did like a whole line of, of AI-generated art based on like the, you know, in 2020, the riots that were going on in the US, the yeah. George George Floyd um, situation. Yeah. And therefore in the future, you, can be, you could be able to maybe look back and see, okay, there was some sort of like civil, disturbance during yeah. this time based on what was fed um, into the AI. But I think other than that, you're completely right. Um, there's still a value that traditional artists add to the society, which mm. is, you know how they say art is a reflection of the times? Yes. And artists are just people, you're supposed to be like mirrors of society. Yeah. We definitely reflect what's going on right now. Mm. And I think there's just a little gap that AI has not be, been able to fill in that aspect. But honestly, who knows? I've seen so many strange things happening the ten the past ten mm. years right now. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> anything possible. can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. But as it stands right now, yeah. I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. 
also, you've, I don't know if you've seen this recently now, we're, we're, AI art is moving from prompt to image to prompt to video. Yeah. And all that also challenges another type of artistry. Yeah. If you may call you. film and video. No one is safe. No one is safe. You know, even the other day I was seeing there's an AI program that can mimic artists' voices yeah. and create like music. Like there's a guy, he's called Ghostwriter. Yeah. And he's actually being sued right now by Sony by Sony <laughs> Entertainment. But he's been using like the voices of Drake and The Weeknd yeah. to actually come up with songs. And it's like literally, it's so easily, you know, good. exact. Yeah. And yeah, right now no one is safe. You know, everyone needs to be. <laughs> I'd say, surprisingly, I'd say... But I haven't tested it yet. Mm. I tested uh, uh, text to speech mm. AI that's mm -hmm. supposed to mimic your voice, mm. and I had to train the model on about three thousand different sentences. Mm -hmm. That was in twenty eighteen, mm. and I think that bias that it was built in the West, mm. it could not get my accent. Your right. accent, right? It, so there's always some words sounded very Caucasian. Yeah. And other times it sounded very robotic. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I'm guessing if if your voice is out there a lot, yeah. then yeah, maybe percent like musicians, yeah, like musicians, millions yeah. of songs. Yeah, um, it's easier to train the yeah. algorithm. You know, same to you know how like there's a trend right now on TikTok. Um, people are trying to mimic the style of the director Wes Anderson, mm -hmm. who does like movies. Um, so if there's a lot of your work out there, it's definitely easier to train the AI using on you know your previous work. Yeah. For you and I, I think it's going to take um, a bit of time. Yeah. You know? But still, I feel like there are also data privacy concerns because you know how the, there was that whole trend of people like you take a picture and then you feed it into an AI and it generates like, ten year, the 10 year challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, just like, you know, is it going to be used for like facial recognition in the future? You know, what is our data? There's no control over how our data is being used. Yeah. Um, even like if you try out speech to text to speech or if mm. you try out, if you feed in your any of your biological data, like your mm. your speech, your face, your you know stuff like that, yeah. um, there's no way of knowing how that data is going to be used, um, whether it's being stored, yeah. how it's being stored, who it's gonna be given to, stuff like that. So, what else it's gonna be used for? Mm -hmm. Are there gonna be clones of me, in the future, just walking around because I put in my face to be to look like I don't know a, a, an Asian warrior on some, some <laughs> random editing software, you know? Yeah, because yeah. actually it could be possible. You would <clears throat> you would find your clones because I just remembered I've seen videos of people like how surgery has mm -hmm. gone. Like you now people can become taller. Yeah, you can choose a nose. Like I want this nose from the internet, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, what if someone finds your image, mm -hmm. like? your image is used on on one of these models and mm. you so like what you said mm. chinese look asian warrior yeah and you give it your image uh -huh. and someone is like i bet i could look like that for the rest of my life yeah no, and yeah. they go and have the plastic surgery 100 i mean if people are having surgeries to look like other people like this right now there's like the bella hadid trend where people want to look like this model mm -hmm. bella hadid and they're literally doing surgeries to look exactly like her Anything is possible. One day I could want to just change my appearance and I go mm. into an AI and I say, hi, please turn me into a white Scandinavian woman. And then I end up looking like a random Scandinavian lady who just one day, you know, took a picture and fed it into an AI. <laughs> 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 because 
because she wanted like some mm. fun editing yeah, stuff. Yeah, she did you the 10-year challenge. Yeah. I hated that challenge. Yeah. Did you participate in that? No, let me tell you, mm. I'm very paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I have like the whole tape. Mm. I've taped mm. like my computer screen. I'm like, even right mm. now, my iPhone should be off. It's just mm. that, you know, I'm just like, who's mm. listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if they're listening, they're learning. They're not stealing. <laughs> they are, they're, they're, lis- they're listening to yeah. us having this conversation and they're like, yeah. whoa. Now they're adapting. They're adapting. They're like, <laughs> we need... Yeah, like we need to send people to to Africa to take yeah. more pictures of their art. Yeah. What's in their museums? Yep. Uh, mostly pictures of more white people <laughs> showing. Because yeah. that's uh, I I don't, recently when I was at a museum in I think it was Tanzania or Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. I was it was Tanzania. Mm-hmm. So into their museum, I was pretty shocked by how much how many images in the museum mm-hmm. that are not. Of natives, and I think it's yeah. common across. It is Africa. It's, it is yeah. So we have, we should actually trade. So <laughs> they should give us back they, our stuff. Give us our stuff. We, we give you. Give, back, give you back your photos. Mm. There's yeah. actually like a, there's an ongoing conversation right now of how much of African history is being focused on the colonial history. Yeah. Um. I personally think we should be focusing on the pre-colonial. Yeah. Bit, you know, like I feel like colonization was just a small. We've been around for like millions of years. Yeah. You know. Colonization was just like a hundred, a hundred year period. Yeah. You know, um, that's a whole, that's a and conversation we, we, we for another and day. We, our art sort of looks like it starts exactly during the colonial era. Yeah. So again, that, that also speaks to us losing. We, we we would want AI to help recreate some of our yes. lost art. Yeah. But as the trend goes, our even what is pre-colonial to us. Mm-hmm. Is outside. It's not in our borders. Yeah, it's sitting in in museums in Europe. Yeah, exactly. And you can't take them back. Yeah, and you know, even in defense of AI, you know, yeah. <laughs> me arguing <laughs> for the <laughs> for the machines in case <laughs> they one day rise up, you know, <laughs> they'll remember you saying this. Yeah. So in defense of AI, yeah. um, you know, it only works with what it's been fed. Uh-huh. So if already there's such an and under preservation of African art, you know, or of African history, you know, our history was mostly oral. And yeah. passed down orally. So, the more we don't talk about it, the more that has been lost throughout yeah. the ages. So even right now, finding African history is so hard. Yeah. Like, because even me, I've been really like trying to, you know, get in touch with like my Kikuyu ancestry mm. and stuff like that. Resources are so hard to come by. You have yeah. to like really actually dig, you know, mm. as opposed to Western history, which is literally a topic. We're literally mm. taught it throughout high school and yeah. university, and you know. So I think AI can only do as much as it's fed. Yeah. If already the resources are scarce, there's only so much it can do. So I mm. think then that's a good point you're making for the for more preservation and more representation of African art mm. and African history, so that even the as we try to imagine our future, yeah. we are represented in that future. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, art-wise, you're not represented. Yeah. And as an when you said how you're trying to like find literature, find content mm. about your heritage yeah. and everything. Yeah. I remember I had this idea, I wanted to make a video game. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't make this. I can't make a Western. Yeah. And I can't make an Eastern. Mm. I need to make something African. Mm-hmm. But I want something not now. Because mm. I'd seen a few games for now where um this one which I saw, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember the name, but mm. you basically drive a matatu. That's oh. like the Kenyan culture and you, you get to pimp it and style it the way you wow, want. So I was like, that was interesting. Yeah. I was like, I want something more backdated, mm. something beyond the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
what if we had I'm not going to use I hate I don't like Marvel so mm. what if we had <laughs> Justice League but right. an African version yeah who are these heroes mm-hmm. who are these gosh the content it's so limited it is so limited you're like oh this one oh i already saw that in this movie yeah. oh this one oh mm-hmm. it's already been used mm-hmm. oh that's been used you're like where is oh. where is all of this where's our history where's our history yeah so that's... and without our history mm-hmm. we have no future like you said 100 percent. yeah whatever mm-hmm. when people are gonna when you're trying to imagine what the future looks like mm. and we have no representation in the art then as we move to that future because now we, we we ask ai to i have a friend of mine also an artist um he does very good art uh mm-hmm. he's also called michael very good at on for dinosaurs oh. so he 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 draws dinosaurs really well and imagines them in this large ecosystems mm-hmm. he's also done some some work with uh figurines and toys mm-hmm. with disney mm-hmm. uh he worked there for some time mm-hmm. He started asking AI to draw the future mm-hmm. of humans on Mars. Mm-hmm. And if we use those blueprints mm-hmm. to create that future. Mm-hmm. There's no African representation. Mm-hmm. At some point we literally tra- we are w- in the present mm-hmm. wiping ourselves out of, out of the, the future. future. Wow, so profound. <laughs> <laughs> you should use that as a sound bite for this episode. Oh yes. <laughs> So yeah, this is why mm. like I feel like conversations like this are so important. Yeah. Um just to make people aware of like what's happening and why mm. we are needed in such so people like you who mm. do like coding and stuff. You know, mm. you are much needed right now in this new age of like technology. Yeah. Um just to make sure that African stories and African voices are heard and yeah. represented. And we need your art photographed to train models <laughs> so that African yeah. art remains represented 100% yeah. yeah i mean as long as, as soon as we figure out the revenue collection mm. i mean I'm, i'm down i'm so you, down you, yeah. you need to figure the revenue I'll, first i'll put i'll put in my art myself i'll be yeah. like hi open ai this is my yeah. my name is kumawihi and this is the type of art i do mm. feel free go forth and go. you know this are like yeah. my my last 500 pieces mm-hmm. have at it How, yeah you're like have you been trained you're even going to prompting prompting it have you yeah, been, have trained been trained on kumawihi mm-hmm. it says no you're like train Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. Have you been trained on Skuma Wiki? Give me uh I want to see a kid playing in the rain mm. in, in Kenya of, in the style of Skuma Wiki. Yeah. That would be so amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We actually have more names with stop saying Van Gogh mm-hmm. and all these other artists. Yeah. There's this artist I'll, I don't ever he does I've forgotten his name. Why is his name escaping me? Mm. So you mostly think he's responsible for all the alien bio biomechanical type of design. Hacha Geiger. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him. Mm. I look at his art. I like his art. Mm. I do some type of gothic art. Mm. I would want to be someone saying, "Oh, we need something. We need a we need to design a creature for a horror movie." Mm-hmm. It's a Kenyan horror movie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, let's look at Michael's work. Yeah. Or EME. That's yeah. that's my alias. E M E M. No, it's me, bo- mirrored. E M M E. E M E. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> so in the style of E M E. Yeah. A M E M E. E M M E. Yeah. Yeah, it would be so nice to see, like. Honestly, it should be so rewarding for the generations of African artists who've come before us, who've yeah. put in the work, you know, 
um because even you'll find that a lot of art that we have now is built upon something that existed before yeah. it's very rare for someone to and maybe even impossible for someone to like truly reimagine something extraordinary and mm. you know which is why art is protect, protected by copyright and not patent you know oh, yeah. you can't really interesting in, yeah because it's you can't really invent like a new style you can't invent it's just that you it's just that the way you express eyes <laughs> yeah. can be different mm-hmm. from how someone else expressed it. But to come up with like a whole new idea, it's I, I don't think it's been seen before. Maybe unless we're it the could first. be. Yeah. So we'll probably I would love to have another session. Yeah. And I want to I'll introduce you to a friend of mine. Mm. She does art as well mm-hmm. and cybersecurity. Oh, interesting. And math. Whoa. And she decided yeah. to create art using math mm. so she's this thing now oh, that's the so same cool. math art right and so you put in your variables mm-hmm. and the ai works mm. so what the way the ai is thinking mm-hmm. take a picture an image of that mm-hmm. and that's art and now mm. and now she's conceptualizing turning that into fabric and fashion oh that's so cool yeah oh, interesting. would that be patent protected mm. or would that then still be copyright I think um so parts of it would be patented patent I, I don't know I'd have to like really look at each of the the different elements and I don't want to turn into this and I don't want to turn this into an IP yeah. conversation <laughs> but basically patent focuses on innovation uh-huh. so if she can and it has really strict rules to prove you know so if she can prove that she truly you know came up with each of those aspects it's never been done before never been seen before totally patent protectable mm-hmm. otherwise i think um it should fall under copyright because it's just a different way yeah. that she's you know expressing a form of of you know art or a form of like creativity mm-hmm. yeah so i think it, it totally depends it's a whole other conversation you know yeah. and i'd have to bring in janet and Catherine. we sit down and now start analyzing it's going to have to be a live panel I have, yeah. to bring in, i have to bring in april yeah so we'll need more microphones i think so <laughs> yeah so this is me vouching for another i'm another. coming back you're coming back yeah you're coming back please with audience request for me to come back <laughs> i think we'll, i'll add a poll to that or one of the actually nowadays i see i, I am allowed to do polls on spotify, on spotify? Yeah. oh wow yeah That's so cool. if i'm sure the audience wants to see this amazing yeah okay awesome. thank you so much for coming oh my gosh uh, thank you it's been amazing i know it's been so, yeah i know it's been so yeah. interesting to talk about these things i think i've learned so much from you and you know it's just always nice to get and another perspective because we can be really in our heads and yeah. not just thinking about oh my god we're doomed the ai is stealing our jobs yeah. you know but it's really good to have these conversations and even just to be aware of um contemporary issues and just to get you know perspectives from everyone really yeah, yeah. and thank Thanks you so for much having i'm going to pick up i'm going to pick up my pencils yeah. and try and draw something this month yeah please it's, it's been a while not so day, i'm feeling inspired not every day gaming and code and tech you know oh, one day so much fun. <laughs> i mean i'm in the middle of a game now so I th- probably might have to finish that game before I get some free time. Mm. Or I don't know, might get inspired. Mm. <laughs> I feel inspired. Right. This is the time now to come up with a nice piece. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks. Okay. Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Uh send us any comments, uh, any feedback. We're glad to hear it. Thank you and stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.